Welcome to more than a few words of marketing podcast for small business owners. My name is Lorraine Ball, and I help small businesses become big businesses. And today, we're talking with Jen Lissett of DK New Media. Good morning, Jen. Morning, Lorraine. Jen, we are so glad you're here. And in the studio with me is Allison Carter. Morning, y'all. And today, we're going to be talking about SEO. But before we get started with that, I'd really like people to um, get a chance to know a little bit about you. What should they know about Jen Lissack? Um, well, I am marketing inside and out. Um, <clears throat> I went to Butler University, graduated last year, got my marketing degree, but um, I've always been tech slash networking savvy, I'll call it that. Um, I love social. I am a geek, a total geek. You know what? I, um, I, uh, I've discovered that I'm okay with embracing my inner geek. I, I, I now am very comfortable admitting that I am a geek, too. I know. <laughs> it's become popular, I think, but I've been a geek for a long time. So It, it, is, um, it is socially acceptable now to be a geek. Yes. Um, this morning, we're going to be talking about SEO, and uh, I know that search engine optimization, it is a huge topic. We can go down a lot of different channels, but what I'd really like to concentrate on are some SEO basics, some things that small business owners um, can do, you know, on their own, and then maybe kind of grow into some of the things, places where they should be asking for help. Um, well, one thing, the thing about SEO is that on average, SEO carries the highest return on investment of any form of marketing. So you need to pay attention to it. Um, there's no doubt about it. And lots of people don't know that already. Um, but for a small business, you kind of have to start from the ground up. You know, you have to look at what's your domain. How long have you had your domain? Um, you know, are you registered? Um, specifically for small businesses, even if you have a national client base, you need to be paying attention to local SEO as well. Um, you know, just thinking about all the different aspects that make up your brand. Are you, are you, you know, you have a domain that represents your brand and um, thinking about authority, um, you know. Okay, wait, wait. okay. Let, 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 me, let me stop here real quick because um, for the average business owner, they, I think they're going to struggle with what is authority? What is on the Internet? What is authority for your brand? Well, authority is determined by a couple things. Um, authority is determined by, you know, where your site is linked on other places on the web. It's determined by how long you've had or how long your website has been up. Um, determined by how many other websites link to your content um, and also by how long you've had your domain. Okay, so, um, okay. so if I'm a business owner and I want to um, I, I want to know what my authority is. Are there websites that I can go to to learn what my authority is? Yes. 
months, but it is well worth it. Is that, um, is that five zero or one five? It, it's five zero. Okay. Five zero. Um, but what what you can do is you can put your domain as well as your competitors into a search, and it'll tell you exactly which keywords you are ranking for organically as well as the position of those keywords. So, for example, if I type in DK New Media into this tool, it shows me that new media agency, we're, we're ranking for new media agency, and our position on Google is number one.
Right. Um, yeah, I think for a lot of small businesses, um, uh, getting them to understand and really looking at those keywords and picking um, words that they have a chance of, of, of actually winning the search on. And so, how do you, uh, as you, how do you help clients maybe look at a whole list of keywords and decide what are the good keywords? What, which words should we try to compete on? Well, um, when I work with clients, uh, you know, I have to know, uh, I have to ask them a lot about their business. I have to, you know, ask them what is your target market. You know, if it is national, I have to pay attention to maybe broader. Keywords, but um, you know, start with the basics. You you know, you kind of okay. What is your primary service product? Um, you know, what do you offer? And you know, you find those keywords, and then you build off of those. So, say, um, you know, talk about retail for a moment. Um, maybe there's a Consignment shop and broader Um, I, you know, I'm going to ask them. Well, obviously, your target market is it local or do you want, you know, online to be more of a national presence? So they tell me it's more local. Now then I go from there and say, what's the age demographic? You know, is it teenage? Is it, you know, young adult? Um, you know, and then they tell me young adult. And then what do you sell? Well, dresses and sunglasses and shoes and, you know, possibly since it's consignment, it, they tell me that it's vintage. So then I have to, you know, vintage shoes Indianapolis or vintage shoes Broderpool. So you're getting, you know, more specific once you delve deeper into what is their primary service you know, one of the things is we talk with clients, and I think some, a lot of business owners get caught up in talking about their product using words that are internal for them, but not necessarily thinking about what are the words that customers might use searching for them. Um, we run into this a lot um, with, like, our HVAC contractors. They want to own Indianapolis HVAC. But nobody but another HVAC contractor is going to type in Indianapolis HVAC. What consumers are going to type in is heating, furnace, air conditioning, AC. And so um, I think a lot of the, the process is also looking at not just what words they think they want, but, but a kind of going through process and helping them look at what searches are, are really going on. Right. Um, do you, uh, I mean, when we do basic SEO, we, use, we often take a look at just Google keywords. Are there other places um, where business owners can go to kind of compare different keywords that might be a good choice for them? I'm, I'm sorry, can you repeat that question? When, I'm sorry about that. Uh, when I have a, a business owner that wants to, like you said, in, uh, Indianapolis vintage shoes, um, a lot of times we'll go to Google Keyword Tool to take a look at what kind of searches are being conducted and also look for related keywords. Do you guys have other uh, tools that people might want to consider to check and compare keywords? 
tracking compare. Um, we do use SEO mods as well. Cool. Um, I'm not sure exactly how much that is a month, but we use SEO mods to compare keywords um, as well as, I mean, I personally haven't used it, um, but there's a tool called SEO Quake that I believe you can do that as well. And I believe that's a cheaper version, and a cheaper tool. When, when you've got people comparing SEO tools, uh, sorry, not SEO tools, but comparing keywords, are there some things that they should consider? Um, what makes a good choice or a better choice for uh, a business? What makes one keyword more attractive than another? Well, I know some tools will tell you the, um, excuse me, the CPC, the cost per click. Um, and the cost per click, the, the higher that is, the more relevant it is, I've, I've found, um, which means more people are searching for that. Like there's a cost per click associated with each keyword um, arrangement, keyword, keyword. Um, and the higher that cost per click, the more relevant it is, and the more people that are searching those terms. So Does that make sense? Yeah, so uh, Allison's got a question. Actually, Robbie Slaughter has a question. Our good friend wanted to chime in and ask your opinion on the SEO Scribe tool. Are you familiar with that one, Jen? Um, I've heard mixed reviews. I have not used it. Um, I've heard that it's, uh, it's fairly decent, but I haven't used it. I can't give you any feedback. You know, it's because I um, actually plugged it into um, to the Roundpeg website on on Doug Carr's suggestion, and um, I liked it for about a month. I think it gave me some uh, good insight into maybe things I was considering or not considering. But quite honestly, once we installed the Yoast plugin for SEO, also I'm going to you know tip my hat again to Doug. Um, I upgraded from all-in-one to Yoast on his suggestion. It has a lot of the same information that I was paying the subscription for on uh, Scribe. Right, and I did want to talk about Yoast is going to be part of my focus. If you have a WordPress site, download the Yoast plugin for WordPress. It is one of the best, it's one of my favorite plugins. Um, I mean, it's great because you can Enter a focus keyword or keywords, site title, meta description, and after you do that, it tells you whether or not your keyword is, you know, showing up in the URL, the page title, meta description, content, um, and it gives you a page analysis what things you're doing right and what things you're do you need to fix. Um, it's just fantastic. Um, I can vouch for um, the Yoast SEO tool. I, I won't tell you what keyword I, I used it on, but there was a particular phrase that we wanted to be showing up on uh, page one or page two. And when we started the process, we were on page eight, if we were lucky, on this particular term. And by uh, really following the guidelines that we got from Yoast SEO, um, we are routinely on 
Uh, well, today, Allison just checked. We're, we are number four on page one for that term. And I know that there is no way that we could have done that without kind of that constant reminder and, and the way that that tool made it easy for us to do that. Oh, yeah. And Yoast is fantastic for, uh, for more advanced, you know, reasons as well. You know, being able to set up canonical URLs, um, which, you know, distinguish original pages from derivative pages. And uh, like I was talking about earlier, easily enabling XML, sitemap, and Stuff like that. Let me ask you, what's the difference between an original and a derivative page? I'm sorry, he cut out again. What's the difference between an original and a derivative page? Um, original is, you know, a page that um, you, you know, create, you know, so say www.abccompany.com slash about. Okay. Um, a I'm sorry. Okay. And then a uh, derivative page is something that, you know, is going, or, wait, I'm probably not explaining this correctly. Um, is there uh, someplace that, that I can send a link so people can kind of see the definition differences between those two? Yes. Um, I can send that to you right now. The Yoast.com um, WordPress page or site has some great definitions and um, resources. So I'll. Fabulous. Um, it's Yoast.com slash WordPress slash SEO. Cool. Um, as we're talking about resources, other places, I mean, obviously they need to be subscribing to um, the marketing text blog. Um, and you, uh, that is, for those of you who don't follow it, marketingtech.com. Yep. Uh, Doug Carr and a host of other um, writers, including Jen, um, share some fabulous content on SEO, on social media, on, on technology. And uh, so if you're curious about the topic, you definitely, definitely want to go there. But after they're done reading you guys, where else should people go to get smart on this topic? Where else should people look for more information? SEObook.com. SEObook? Yes, B-O-O-K. Cool. Um, uh, also, uh, SEO Buzz has some fantastic resources, good place to go. Um, I believe that um, there's also, let me look it up real quick, SEO Training Dojo, D-O-J-O.com. Awesome. Um, very cool. Um, I did promise I would uh, do a shout-out to Kit, West, Kit Wessendorf. He's been chatting with us both before and during the show. So, hey, Kit, thanks for listening. Hey, I want to bring up something that we often recommend for our clients who are looking for a way to maybe boost their SEO without paying an outside company something that they can do on their own, and that's blogging. Can you talk a little bit about, about how, in, in simple terms, how blogging can affect your search engine ranking? 
Um, blogging is one of the best ways to organically affect your search engine ranking. Um, you know, obviously, when you write a blog, you know, a blog post, you want to provide substance, but um, it gives you a way to constantly, if you're weekly updating your blog, you are weekly pinging search engines that you have new content, you have new content, um, which is good. The newer the content, the more relevant it is in Google. Um, so, you know, when you're blogging, you want to include, you know, your keywords, but without making it sound awkward, I guess. Um, but blogging is great, too, because once that content is created, you want to share it. Now, here's, here's the thing about SEO, too, um, and Doug always says this, you know, your content, um, you know, unless your content is popular, no one is going to see it in search engines. Absolutely. I, I think the... Um uh, the point that you made there about um, uh, the fact that new content, that, that Google is rewar rewards you for fresh content and for keyword-rich content, I think it's really hard if you have six to ten keywords that you want to rank on. You can't put all six to ten of those keywords in um, one blog post. And so by having multiple posts, it gives you multiple, you know, gives you opportunity to kind of focus on different words. Right, and um, you know, like I said, the beauty of blogging is that when you blog, it's a shareable piece of content. Like pages on a website, you know, who really wants to share about a ABC company? You know, blogging is something that that could be potentially valuable to other people, you know, around, you know, you guys do a great job with your blog, you, you know, you post weekly, daily posts, and I'm kind of continuously impressed with your blogging efforts, and I know that that's helping out with your search engine optimization as well. Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the things that you guys have been doing a lot lately, and I, I would be remiss if we finished the show and didn't at least touch on this, is you guys have really done a lot with infographics and using infographics to uh, attract search and SEO. Do you want to talk just briefly about uh, how that works um, and why that seems to be gaining traction right now? Infographics are a fantastic way to help your SEO efforts or at least driving traffic back to your site. Um, when you create an infographic, you know, obviously you want to create something that's relevant to your industry. Um, but the beauty is once the infographic is complete, you know, you can put it in a blog post, write a short snippet about, um, you know, this infographic touched on this, this, and this, this, have keyword-rich content. But furthermore, the, the great thing about infographics is that generally uh, sites put an embed code. They put an embed code with the infographic so that other people can put it on their site. And within that embed code include, includes a link back to your site. Oh. So every time somebody shares this and passes it on, it's still um, 
continues to carry that connection back to you. So you keep adding, essentially, you keep adding links everywhere you go, everywhere that that infographic goes. Right, and that's why I encourage, you know, if you have an infographic, get an embed code up there, not just social share. You need to get an embed code up there because, you know, nowadays it's, it's perfectly acceptable for you to, you know, take that code, put it on your site, and write something different about the infographic, even though you didn't create it. And the other thing about, the great, other great thing about embed codes is that it's easily trackable. You know, you can track how many people are embedding, going back to your site, you know, specifically, you know, specific metrics. Cool. Um, all right, so we've got just a few minutes left. Anything else that we absolutely you wanted to be sure that we shared with uh, business owners about uh, SEO? Um, another great way to build your SEO, um, but you know, as a company, obviously you want to be ranked, you know, for your company and positioned well. But you also want to think about your employees. If your employees have, you know, like a personally have a great, um, you know, positioning in search engines as well, you know, that's going to help you out. It's, you know. Um, so would you advocate encouraging employees to have separate blogs? I mean, how 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 would your how would you get your employees to position well on search? Um, well, for the company blog, each author needs to have their own page. Um, so you know, say these the you know Allison, she writes um, you know a blog post every week. Um, so there needs to be like a page, you know, so say I click in Allison Carter, I search, then it takes me to a page that shows all of her posts, but in WordPress you can also fill out a title for her, like Allison Carter, Director of Public Relations, and then you can have a meta description for her as well, um, but that still gives you, you know, Allison has other places that she's written on the web um, and that, you know, the other places that she's written on the web bring her higher when you're searching, like, you know, Got it. For relations director in Indianapolis. Or Interesting. So, I mean, so like Allison writes reviews of local theater, that's going to show up if you search under her name. So that this is a way of kind of connecting um, all of those sort of, separate personality or uh, separate things that she does into one kind of connected forum. Right. Awesome. Okay, so as we're wrapping up, um, if people want to follow you on Twitter, you are? At J-L-I-S-A-K. And if they want to uh, read some of your blog posts, where can they find those? Uh, Jen. Lisa.com, J-E-N-N-L-I-S-A-K.com. And finally, if they want to hire you, and not away from Doug, if they want to hire DK New Media and get to work with you. Um, you can shoot me an email at J-E-N-N at D-K-NewMedia.com. Awesome. 
Awesome. Thanks very much. Allison, closing words, closing thoughts. Uh, closing thoughts, you know, SEO is not something you can afford to ignore anymore. Just like in the old days when people used to name their company Triple A Plumbing so they could show up at the top of the yellow pages, this is the modern version of that. If you're not out there aggressively marketing your business, somebody else Good point. Um, if you have enjoyed today's conversation and you'd like to learn more about marketing, networking, social media, and SEO, be sure to check out our blog at www.roundpeg.biz. Jen, thank you so much for being a part of the conversation today. Thank you for having me on. It's awesome. Awesome. We had fun. This has been another episode of More Than a Few Words. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.